Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of At Issue. I'm your host, Dennis Beverly. I welcome to this program Dr. Shermer, Dr. Timothy Shermer, and uh, welcome aboard, sir. Thank you. And also, Gerald Kissling is here. She is the Administrative Nurse Manager of the Endoscopy Department at Hardin Memorial Hospital. And Gerald, welcome back. Thank you so very much. It's good to be here. Great to have you both here today. Uh, still the month of March. It's late March, but still March, and it is National Colon Cancer Awareness Month. And, and doctor, that's, that's your line of expertise, is it not? Yes, it is. Do a fair amount of uh, colorectal cancer surgery, but mostly it is uh, screening uh, procedures and the like that we do. Yeah, that's the thing about colon cancer, isn't it? If, if you let this go, that can be one of the deadliest cancers, but it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. In fact, uh, colorectal uh, cancer is one of the few cancers that we can actually prevent uh, and not just detect early. I mean, we can do both with our, our current screening methods, but um, colon cancer prevention uh, can be done through colonoscopies and the like by removing polyps before they can have a chance to turn into cancer. Mm. So um, I, I think that's a, a big difference between many other types of screening programs is that we can actually prevent the cancer. And the thing about it, thanks to an abundance of research, we now know how long it takes a polyp that would become cancerous to the point where it could potentially kill you. And that's usually 10 years, is it not? It takes several years. Um, it, it likely takes less than that. Uh, but as far as a screening program is concerned, we have to balance the risks of the screening uh, with the benefits. And... Uh, there are some small risks with uh, screening colonoscopy, for example, but uh, it's likely not feasible that we could do them on everybody every few years or even every five years um, with the sort of current state of health care. Mm -hmm. However, um, 10 years catches a vast majority. Yeah. So, so take us through this then, doctor, if you would. Uh, uh, who's at risk the most, and what, do you, what are some of the symptoms that they should be aware of? Well, uh, most colon cancers occur in, in people over the age 50. Um, so we usually start screening programs at that point. There are some high-risk groups uh, that we start colon cancer screenings earlier than that, uh, sometimes general rule is at age 40. However, sometimes we'll even screen earlier than that uh, based on family history. Uh, so family history of colon cancer uh, does significantly increase someone's risk. Um, and uh, other factors that can increase your risk, uh, obesity, smoking, high-fat diets, um, those are some of the big, uh, the big things. Um, there, that one of the things about colon cancer is there are relatively few early symptoms of colon cancer. Um, if there are any symptoms, signs or symptoms that develop, uh, it may be blood in the stool uh, or abdominal pain or bloating or weight loss uh, or uh, unexplained weight loss that are some of the big things. But uh, early colon cancers don't have signs or symptoms, and that's why colonoscopies can be very important. 
Um, later stage colon cancers, yes, can have very um, profound symptoms. So, so a person uh, considered high risk would probably get a colonoscopy more often. Yes. Uh, so the um, would start earlier and more often. So high risk would be those with a, a family history of colon cancer. I think there's a oftentimes there's a lot of confu confusion about who is a, a family member that qualifies for that. And usually we think of first degree relatives. So mother, father, brother, sister, son or daughter uh, with colon cancer is a first degree relative and that does increase your risk of developing uh, colorectal cancer. So those patients should be uh, screened every five years. Um, and usually that's starting at age 40 or 10 years before whenever that relative developed, what age that relative was at when they developed cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a personal history of having had polyps, then every five years. Uh, there are some uh, less common uh, medical conditions, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease, uh, known collectively as inflammatory bowel disease. Those patients should be screened more uh, frequently as well. So if a polyp is found, it is removed during a colonoscopy? Most of the time. Yeah. And then it's, it's uh, examined, right? Yes, by the pathologist, and they'll determine what type of polyp it is. Uh, some types of polyps are precancerous, meaning if it had been there long enough and had gotten large enough, it had the potential to, to turn into cancer. Uh, some types of polyps are not precancerous, so we, we get less interested in those, uh, but it, it does require a pathologist to look at that polyp under a microscope in order to let us know cancer risk. In my limited knowledge of this doctor, there's a lot of changes that could be coming. For instance, a DNA test may someday replace a colonoscopy. Uh, maybe someday. It's, uh, it's a, maybe a little too early to tell, uh, but yeah, there are some tests that uh, will test for DNA in your stool, uh, DNA that's specific for colorectal cancer. So that is promising, especially for those who don't want to have colonoscopies, but uh, that, that will have limitations. I mean, it may be very beneficial if it's, um, you know, could achieve widespread use. Uh, there is still the question of, uh, you know, what do you do after that? But uh, most often that would result in a, a colonoscopy. So I think it's still a little too early to tell, but yeah, there are some more promising, less invasive uh, things on the horizon. But until we get to that point, let's talk about the colonoscopy, doctor. I mean, uh, once you go through this, and, and I, in my lifetime, since my dad passed away of colon cancer, I've had three. Um, once you go through this, it's not as bad as it might sound. There's a lot of uh, fear of the bowel prep the day before. That's, that's probably the worst part, yes. Yeah. <laughs> not um, going to lie. And, and that uh, there are different types of preps. Some are, are easier to handle than others, but basically they all need to clear the, the stool from the colon so that we can actually see the colon. Um, and so that's a very important part of the process. Um, and it is, most patients 
tell me that it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be right. when it comes to that prep. As far as the procedure itself, it's usually done the next day. Uh, it's usually done with sedation through the IV. So it's uh, a very, for most, the vast majority of people, it's a very comfortable procedure. Um, many patients don't remember even having had it done. Uh, so uh, very well tolerated. And uh, even people with other medical problems uh, sometimes even significant uh, medical problems can tolerate a, a colonoscopy quite well. So someone may not want to do this for a couple of reasons, as we talked about uh, the invasiveness the day before the prep. Uh, also, there are some who just don't want to know. They're kind of scared of the unknown, so out of sight, out of mind, but that can be very dangerous. It can be. Uh, er, colon cancer, if detected early, is very, very curable. Um, it, it usually does require, at a minimum, surgery, and surgery is the most important part of colon cancer treatment. However, uh, early detection of colon cancer um, has an extremely high cure rate. So um, it, it's only the later stages, after symptoms have developed, when we have fewer treatment options and, and a lower success rate in treating the cancer. So, uh, it's, you know, the old adage, you know, what you don't know won't hurt you or something is, yeah. is not uh, a good approach to, with colon cancer. Because as we've already said, there are very few symptoms. There's really no pain to speak of. Uh, it's not like a polyp grows there because that is a, an area where there are no feelings. Am I correct on that? Uh, most <clears throat> often. Very, very little sensation if, 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 uh, a person is going to have pain from a colon cancer, it is going to be usually a fairly advanced colon cancer that has uh, invaded other organs or has blocked the, the bowel. And blood in the stool is, a, is a, one of the scarier of the symptoms, is it not? Yes. Uh, uh, most often, if, if people see blood in the stool, it is not from colon cancer. However, it should not be assumed that it's not from colon cancer. Um, most often it is hemorrhoidal and, and things like that, more common conditions. But that is, is one of the few signs that we have um, of colon cancer and should not be ignored. It should be understood why somebody has that. Yeah, and then imagine the relief you find when, when you complete the procedure, this person comes to and they're ready to receive the news. It's good news, hey, nothing. We found nothing, you're in good shape. There's like a, man. <laughs> good news is always good. Yes, it is. Unfortunately, you've had to deliver some bad news, though. That's just yes, part of the job. Uh, unfortunately. Um, but we do have, uh, good again, some very good techniques in, in treating even colon cancer, minimally invasive techniques. Um, and the uh, vast majority of patients do very well. Yes, occasionally uh, they there will be more advanced cases that we have to deal with. Um, fortunately, those are not as common. We'll come back to you in just a minute to get to know you a little bit more since you're new to the uh, Hardin Memorial Hospital Specialty Center, and we want to get to know your background a little bit, but I don't want Gerald to think that she just came along for the ride. We want to bring her into the conversation. Uh, if somebody is going to schedule a colonoscopy, Gerald, Hardin Memorial Hospital is the place to do that, and there are some changes coming. Correct. Yes. We... Um Dr. Uh, Shermer's office schedules, he sees patients in our specialty clinic. 
um, once a week and does procedures one or two times a week. And they schedule through his office um, for the colonoscopies. Um, and there are exciting things happening at Hart Memorial, thanks to the generous um, donations from the community with our last mistletoe ball. This um, year's um, mistletoe ball went to um, remodeling our endoscopy unit. Um, the infrastructure work has started for that, so there's really nothing we can see that's really happened, but it's necessary before we actually get into the endoscopy unit. Um, and that's scheduled to happen probably June or July, the actual remodeling part of it. Um, then we will have a larger area for the endoscopy, uh, a, a more a bigger area and more defined area for the reprocessing of the scopes because we do high-level disinfections of all the scopes um, between patients and better storage area than what we have now. Mm -hmm. um, so we're very, very excited about that. Um, we, we are uh, more than ready to have um, this area be bigger. And just like every other renovated area of Hard Memorial, this isn't just something that you guys got up and said, hey, let's do this. There was a lot of planning that went into it first. Correct. And we're still planning. Mm -hmm. um, we started um, almost a year ago with the planning, and um, we've made changes to for the flow to be better. Um, so we're still tweaking some of those plans, but we're very, very excited because this is a very uh, big area of uh, use in our hospital um, mm -hmm. with the uh, endoscopy area. Doctors and nurses had some input or having input in the uh, planning? Right. Administration and nursing. Um, Dr. Shermer has been asked about some things too also, so yeah, it's a, it's, we're, we're doing it the best way we uh, will work for all of us. So. I asked that. I knew the answer because I knew that that's how it's worked in, in just about every area out there. It wasn't just a, a group of people. It was a team effort. Correct. Yes. And, and that's very important that we have all the input from everybody that will be involved. Last week on this show, we had the chairman of the board for um, the Chamber of Business Alliance. And one of the things we talked about for the health of a community to have a very strong and good hospital for the size of Hardin County that's unusual with something to be proud of. It certainly is. And I don't know if everybody that's listening have, has been to Hard Memorial, but the improvements that we have made over the last five to six years is, uh, is amazing and awesome. And for us to be able to do that it, it, as a small rural critical access hospital, that's really something to say. Um, so we're very proud of our hospital. Um, we just need you to come and get in the door and see how good we can take care of you because that, that you are our priority. And that's the thing about it. a lot of people, they just don't like hospitals. It's not really a place you want to go, but um, if you're not feeling well, you want to know where you're going. So maybe go out there before you get sick, take a look around, get to know everyone. Correct. And uh, Ohio Health is doing a lot. And of course, Hard Memorial is right with, there with them as far as keeping the patients well. So we are working on a wellness program with Ohio Health. Just And that's never been a, a philosophy that a hospital has had in the past to keep them out of the hospital. But we are focusing on the wellness aspect of, of uh, the hospital itself. And with the colon screening, that is something that will keep you well. Um, it's You're going to have to come to the hospital to have it done, but that is a wellness thing that we can do um, as an outpatient. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Shermer, the screening is roughly a half hour, roughly, give or take. <clears throat> yes. They all depend, of course. Uh, in and out, it's an outpatient kind of thing. Yes. Uh, yes, usually patients go home within the hour or so afterwards. 
and you know, a little bit more about the facility at, at, at Hardin Memorial. The, the equipment that we use is state-of-the-art, uh, highly trained staff there as well. Uh, if a patient was to ask me, well, should I, should I get my colonoscopy done in, the, in another city, a bigger city? We would do it exactly the same way here. You can get the same care close to home. Yeah, that's that's reassuring to a lot of people. So, uh, tell us about yourself, though, Doctor. I know that you've got some experience in this—15 years of experience, I understand. Yes, um, yes, and I, uh, my, I was born and raised in Ashland, Ohio, so not far from here. But uh, yeah, I completed my um, medical school at Ohio State and my general surgery residency training in in Louisville at the University of Louisville. And I've been in practice in a, in a small town just north of Cincinnati f- since 1999. Uh, and then with some economic changes there, and um, I decided to move closer to home with my wife and family. And so we've been uh, here in Marion for about a year and a half. Yeah, so, and over in these parts, you've been visiting for how long now? In, in Kenton? In Kenton, yeah. a year and a half. A year and a half, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think of this area? It's great. It reminds me a lot of home. Uh, and that's, many people have asked me how my transition has gone after being in Wilmington for 15 years. And I said, you know, it's it's rural Ohio. The patients are the same. And same same type of area that I grew up in. So it's been great. And, and uh, you know, talking up Hardin Memorial, that's an easy thing for me to sit here and do because it really is a great asset to Hardin County. And uh, your thoughts on that, because you've seen several. Yes, many, many small hospitals are struggling. I, I think that's not uh, a secret. And for Hardin Memorial to do as well as it has, I, I, I know things have been going right there you know, far before I arrived. So for those who prepared uh, that for me, I'm grateful, and I think uh, it's a real asset to the community. So for people listening, doctor, they go to their family doctor. That's where it all starts for them, of course. They would refer uh, to you. Is that how it works, pretty much? Uh, It can. Uh, However, really, depending on um, other factors, insurance plans and the like, People can self-refer. They do not necessarily have to go through their family doctor for a, a screening colonoscopy. So, however, however, patients prefer to approach that. And uh, Gerald, the insurance, as, as the doctor mentioned, that's that's a complicated and getting more complicated subject for a lot of people. Is there help available for that? Yes, um, we do have a department in the hospital that will help with. Um, your insurance. Um, if you are, have limited coverage, we also help with that. There's charity programs that the Ohio Health has set up that Hard Memorial has for our uh, residents too. So yes, there's there's help all over for that. And I'm glad you brought that up because that, that'll take a number of excuses out. Finances would be one of those, but that shouldn't stop you. No, not at all. It should not. Hardin Memorial does a lot for those people that have limited incomes or have no insurance it's it should you should never not have a procedure done for that reason anything else fun and exciting at Hardin Memorial you want to maybe give us a kind of a preview or maybe 
Well, we're always growing our specialty center, um, and that's where the specialists from area, other areas come to see the patients. We just um, have uh, a new neurologist that has started, Dr. Douglas Wu, who is seeing patients every Tuesday in our specialty center, so mm -hmm. we're very happy to have him join our uh, specialty center. Um, I know administration's always looking for different and new specialists to join the specialty center so our, our people don't have to travel 30 or 60 miles down the road to see, these, um, to see their physicians. So we're always, always looking to see what the community needs to fulfill their health care. And I go back far enough. I remember that hospital several, several years. The changes are amazing. Exactly. Over the years. Yeah, I, that's like I said. It's if you haven't been there recently, you need to come see because it, it's all the inpatient rooms are private rooms, which is a lot of hospitals can't say that. And there's a lot to be said about having privacy and being in a room by yourself. Um, we have the latest was the emergency room. We've doubled the size of the emergency room, and it's just very well organized and the staff love it and everybody it's flowing very well um, and uh, I think that was a, that was actual new construction most of the other has been remodeling but the, that is just absolutely gorgeous so we've been patiently waiting for our area and finally it's here and we couldn't be more excited about it and when you drive by on Franklin and take a look at that 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 change out front is amazing it, it's it's a modern fresh look Right, and the new signage. I yes. don't know if everybody's noticed the new signage, but there's uh, front and back. There was never any, used, didn't used to be any signage on the back part, which is really the front part of the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, that says we're Hard Memorial Hospital and Ohio Health Hospital. So it's, uh, with, it's, it's something for Hardin County to be very proud of. So Dr. Shermer, we know that the month of March is uh, Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we're almost done with March, but I think we should be aware of it year-round, should we not? Absolutely. It's nice to have this month to, to call attention to it, yes, but uh, 12 months a year we should really pay attention to overall health. And ask questions of your doctor and, and, and certainly pay attention. We know our body better than anyone, correct? Absolutely, and and your your doctor will help you make those decisions as, as well. I it, I I can understand it's a little hard to approach these things if you're feeling well. Um, it, of course, you want to keep feeling well, so that these are important guidelines to follow. See, we've got to take that stigma off of it. That, that's got to go away. I mean, that's why I have no hesitation to say I've had three in my lifetime. It's worth it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Dr. Shermer, we thank you very much. Dr. Timothy Shermer, uh, thank you for taking a few minutes. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, for getting to know you, and uh, hopefully people will come out and see you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And Gerald Kissling, as always, thank you very much. You're certainly welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the great things you do at Hardin Memorial, and uh, keep us up to date. Okay, we will.